And Elohim spoke all these words, saying, I am Yahweh Elohim, who brought you to the land of Mizraim, now the house of slavery. You do not have neither the mighty ones against my face, now make for yourself a carved image, or the likeness of that, which in the heavens above, which in the earth beneath, which in the waters under the earth, and not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, Yahweh Elohim, am a jealous hell, visiting the crookness of the fathers, on the children, to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But shall loving commitment to thousands of those who love me and guard my commands. Do not bring the name of Yahweh Elohim to not, for Yahweh does not leave the one unpunished who brings the name to not. Remember the Sabbath day to set apart. Six days you labor and shall do all your work, but the seventh day is Sabbath of Yahweh Elohim. And it not do any work. You, nor son, nor daughter, nor male servant, nor female servant, nor cattle, nor a stranger who is within your gates. For in six days you are made the heavens and the earth. The sea and all that is in them, and rest the seventh day. Therefore, you are blessed Sabbath day and set apart. Respect your father and your mother, so the days are prolonged upon the soil which Elohim is giving you. Not murder, not commit adultery, not steal, not bear falsehoods against your neighbor, not cover neighbor's house, not cover neighbor's wife, not male servant, not female servant, not his ox, not his donkey, whatever belongs to your neighbors. All right, hallelujah. Our king is good, isn't he? I know he is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for all things. Heavenly Father, we do come to you in the magnificent name of Jesus. Thank you for saving us, writing our names down in the Lamb's Book of Life, including us into your plan, your eternal plan. Father, we need perfection this day hour. I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would bring about a sobriety in our consciousness, our mind, to help us to be able to discern fake falsehoods, phonies, false prophets, false teachers. Help us to be able to be in tune, Father, for your people. I mean, after all, you gave a great sacrifice for these people, Father. So help us and to administer the word. Grant me utterance to be able to speak to your people. I'll magnify your name above anything that's in the universe and constantly give you the praise and the glory for all things. Speak to us. We thank you, Jesus. In Yahshua's mighty name, hallelujah. Maybe seated. Hallelujah. Well, um, everybody all right? Look like quite a few people out, huh? They said it's some kind of a, a bug, a bug, some kind of bug going around or something like that. Well, hallelujah. Glory to the king. Now make sure y'all drink plenty of water in the wintertime. You follow me? There's a tendency of the flesh to not want to drink much water because you don't feel like you're hot or something like that. You fall so you need to drink water in the wintertime. Glory to the king. All right. So anyway, the question is coming to me. And let me bring some clarity on this, okay? Um, before I answer the question, go to Acts chapter 6, start at verse 1, teacher. Before I answer, before I answer the question, okay? You know, it's almost a scripture for everything. Hallelujah. Then I had some people ask me, they said, if you're preaching, why don't you ever stay in a pulpit? I said, what business is it of yours? You're supposed to be hearing anyway.
like being amongst the people. Read. And in those days. It has more of an effect down here when the way Lee can feel my spirit. And right, Lee. And in those days. When the number of the disciples was multiplied. Mm -hmm. There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. Now, why in the world would the Grecians even give a damn about the Hebrews in the first place? Hmm? Whatever it was, they had an issue, though, wasn't it? And the issue was what? Because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. And that's something that usually has taken place throughout history, is that people usually forget the widows and the orphans. That's the reason why the Torah tells us different. Are you following me? Now, we, that I know of, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, we have two widows in the ministry, right? Malia and the sister in Karen in North Carolina, right? Huh? Who? She's not a widow. She married. Can I preach? Okay. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. Hey, so anyway, um, we have two widows in the ministry, right? And the widows, even though they are widows, they still have to be under the, the authority or covering of something. Usually widows follow up under my authority. Because I'm the greatest authority in the ministry. Are you following me? So anything that they do, anything that's going on with them, they usually run everything. They should be running everything by me. So it brings no confusion. You follow me? Because I'm a, I'm a gatekeeper. You get it? Hallelujah. So we have two widows, and neither one of them are either under consideration for no one. They are still free. They're in different places where we have them at at this time because they need to be around Israelites. Does that make sense? So Malia is free um, and Karen is free. But they ain't free for you to pick and choose them. You got to come to me. I lie about that. If you don't believe me, ask both of them. Is that right? Where's Malia at? Is that true? Yep, come to me. And right now, don't come to me. Hallelujah. I'm busy. So last night, so what we're going to do is going to continue on this morning and somewhat of the theme from last night. So I told you, I took it personally. I still take it personally. You know, I think it's a, a great infraction when you have so many atrocities committed in the ministry by people who want to uh, try to use the ministry to support their own theories of lifestyle. Are you following me? We're Israel. We're supposed to be focused in all of our attention on the kingdom of what Yah has here for us right now and where we're going. Because what we do now is going to manifest and echo throughout all of eternity. Most people get caught up in this life and think that this is all that there is. But this, is, this right here is, is like we're on the playing field. And we're going to be judged according to the merits that we uh, have accumulated, the good deeds that we've done, or the bad deeds that have been done. Everything is going to judgment. Is that making sense? Everything. And of course, us as Israel, since we have been converted and been born again, we're no longer uh, dumb Gentiles walking after the idols of this world. We're informed people. Yah is woken us up by his Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? I mean, we used to be ignorant. I, I sit up there and think, do y'all know how many people will go to church on pagan Sunday and carry a Bible 
and have no justification for it whatsoever at all, but yet y'all open your eyes. You understand what I mean? Can, can you know how many people out here is getting ready to celebrate some fairy tale, fictitious fat man that's supposed to take his lying ass all the way throughout the whole earth and give seven billion presents in one night? Taking the credit from all the hardworking men who actually is putting the presents? I'm sorry, any of y'all children slipping in here and there ain't no such thing as Santa Claus. I love the Grinch. The Grinch, they gave him a bad rap on TV, man. Grinch trying to save folk from themselves, man, and they trying to make the Grinch look bad. The Grinch was a good guy. Huh? Where's this guy at? Is he? The Grinch is the good guy. Y'all ain't never seen that. They try to make a song about him. Try to put it in a bad key so you could get depressed. And Grinch is trying to save people from Christmas. Let's give it up for the Grinch. Give it up for the Grinch, man. The only righteous thing it, it, the only righteous thing they ever seen in their life is the Grinch. Then they say the Grinch that stole Christmas. Thank y'all for the Grinch. Man, ain't they crazy? So what we do here and now is going to determine our place in eternity, our place in the kingdom. Now, I understand that if it wasn't for Yahshua, we wouldn't even, hey, we're going to scarcely be saved even at that. The book says if the righteous shall scarcely be saved, what shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? They're not going to appear. You understand what I mean? We don't know what place in the mansion we're going to have, what providence we're going to be in. But what do you care as long as you make it to the kingdom? Now, I'm not just trying to just make it to the kingdom. I don't want to just get in at the door. I'm trying to go deep into the kingdom. I want to live in such a way that I want to be so close to where I can behold the king. Don't mind being a number, but I want to be as close to the throne as I can get. Hallelujah. That's how I live. Most people don't think it. Because I got everybody judging me after their Gentile mindset trying to tell me what's righteous. When they live, they, they have clean mouths and their lives are filthy. If we're going to be judged by every idle word, then boy, some people are in some serious trouble then, isn't they? Some very serious trouble. Because the whole intent, there's the word, of idle words is what's the intent behind the word. Even when you speak, there's an intent behind it. And in that intent, people have to discern and learn what the meaning of that voice is. Does that make sense? Because Yah is going to judge the thoughts and the intents of a man's heart. And out of the abundance of the what? Heart, the mouth speaketh. So all the judgment is coming from here. Because whatever is here is coming out of here. 
Now, I understand you deceived yourself many times and said, I didn't mean to say that. And I believe you. You didn't mean to say that, but you just didn't know your heart. Your heart is evil. And it is desperately, desperately wicked. And you didn't know you was that wicked. It surprised you when it came out. But it still came from you. You can't go retrieve it from the tower. The feather is gone. Anybody know what I'm talking about if I'm just preaching? I'm talking scripture up in here. Using analogies of the word. If you go up to a tower and you take a feather and throw it out there, then you can try your best to retrieve it. You may be successful, but the ending is not well. I tell people all the time, falling don't bother you at all. It's some sudden stops, boy. They get you every time. Hallelujah. Lambs. This is how the Messiah referred us to as lambs and sheep. Now, you have to be somewhat agriculture to understand that because, you know, when you're dealing in Hebraic phrases and terminologies and idioms and all this stuff, you, you know, if I had one guy called, uh, what they call a horse a dog one time? Or called a goat a dog. He came in and said, look at that dog. That's bad when you don't know the difference between a dog and a goat. Do you even know what a sheep is? When Yahshua was referring to us as sheep, do you think he's talking about that sheep? He's trying to tell us what kind of mindset we have. Which one's the smarter animal, the goat or the sheep? The goat is, and the goat is the most stubborn too, isn't it? When he's making an analogy for us as sheep, he's letting us know that we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable to every predator because we can't even defend ourselves. And when he's referring to people coming as wolves in sheep clothing, wolves in sheep clothing, he's referring to these two-legged sheep that have a spirit in them that is among you. See, we think that the wolf and the enemy is always out there. But the warning is for us here. Not only are we supposed to know them and labor among us, but we're supposed to always be on the lookout for the enemy. We're in a war. The scripture makes it clear that we're in a war. We get warning over and over again that there are grievous wolves that are going to come in among you and not even spare the flock out of which we don't experience that. Then he says, and men of your own selves shall arise, speak perverse things, they're going to arise and deceive many. And so Paul goes on to say, look, I warned y'all night and day. I did this with tears. I warned y'all night and day with tears. That's some serious warning. 
I know I got to go, but the best I can do is warn you. That's all I can do. And it's impacted me so much that all I can do is cry about it. Think about that. That's somebody that loves the assembly. Are you hearing me? That is somebody who literally loved the assembly. The word is false. The word false means a spurious prophet. That is pretending, a pretender, foreteller, or religious imposter of false prophet. Spurious, not being what it purports to be, false or fake. I'm sure y'all know people like that, right? They ain't what they purport to be. False and fake. I mean, maybe at times you've done that a few times. You know what I mean? Try to present yourself something that you really ain't. It also is, it means it is something that is untrue, that is erroneous, deceitful, wicked, false, and a liar. To utter, it changed to utter to an untruth. Or attempt to deceive, attempt to deceive by falsehoods. Now, everybody know that that's fruit, right? That's some good-looking fruit, isn't it? Who wouldn't want to go to that? Who wouldn't want to go to that tree and eat that apple, though? That looks really good, don't it? That's called good fruit. And the Messiah says over and over, and over again, a good tree cannot bring forth corrupt fruit, and a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. And he goes on to say. And by their fruits, by their what? Now, is he just talking about fruit just hanging on the tree? By their fruits, you're going to know them. Now, what is the fruit? Well, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, temperance, faith, and such like. By their fruits, you're going to know them. And so that's the kind of fruit you try to judge. Isn't that right? Also, if fruit is good, it's obvious that there's such thing as bad fruit. Just because an apple grows on a tree and it looks like that, that doesn't mean that that tree doesn't have bad apples among it. It's still connected to the vine. It's on the same tree. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It's still connected to the vine. It's on the same tree. Judas was connected to the vine. Ananias was connected to the vine. Saul was connected to the vine. Esau, he come from the vine, didn't he? Just because you're connected to the vine don't mean you can't perish. We need to really listen. A false prophet is not necessarily a prophet. They are just false as brothers or sisters. Just because you hear a false prophet, a prophet is somebody who gives an utterance to something. It's not using it meaning that they claim to be a prophet. See, it'd be easy then. But you ever notice nobody ever claims to be a false prophet? Hey, listen to me, y'all. I want y'all to listen to me. I'm a false prophet. I never met anybody that's ever claimed to be a false prophet. I've seen people make false proclamations. They didn't come to pass, which will classify them as a false prophet. But since we don't have nobody claiming to be a prophet today, kind of hard to discern who the false prophets are, right? 
So it means false prophet are those who are giving false utterances, presenting themselves in certain ways and fashions that they're really, truly not. They're really hypocritical. Does that make sense? We all better take heed to the warnings of Jesus and the apostles. In 2 Corinthians, coming from the scriptures, 11.22, and I shall go on doing as I do in order to cut off occasion from those desiring occasion. Picking up from last night, remember me talking about that? See, there are people that desire occasion. Sometimes you can discern somebody's intent. You can tell when someone just want to be a part of the priesthood. They, they, some of them so arrogant and presumptuous, they don't even make any qualms about making it known. I tell people all the time, you may have been a pastor or a preacher or a teacher out there, but you ain't one here. We done tried that stuff before. You know what I mean? Trying to honor people as pastors come to find out they're a bunch of stage-playing hypocrites. You can go out there online and get you a degree. We don't take letters here. Uh-oh. Sure don't. Don't take no letters here at all. No, you know, them accommodations or the, that public food system or that stupid cemetery you went to, it's all dead. They don't profit you nothing here. I ain't never seen nobody went to a cemetery or seminary. I mean seminary. I keep, it's just so long I've been saying cemetery. But it went to a seminary that's worth a damn spiritually. I ain't seen none of them powerless, useless, worthless. Now, I talk a certain way. When I, I talk a certain way because I can back it up. And that's not because I am worrying about me, the one backing up. I got somebody that's with me that backs it up. That's why I talk the way I talk. Because when it comes time for game time and show time, guess what? He's there. So don't sit up and tell me I'm talking shit. It ain't talking shit when you can do it. Uh-oh. We had, some time ago, we had this guy here by the name of Brad. And uh, he claimed himself to be a prophet. How many of y'all old-timers remember Brad? Raise your hand. Y'all see all that? He was a prophet, and he, he was a prophet that didn't believe in using soap. And I said, bro, let me prophesy to you real quick. You are funky. And he, he would exuberate. I mean, is that a word, exuberate? He would exude pride and arrogancy because he believed he was intellectually superior. Literally, talk well, too. He'd be, some of y'all be mesmerized. You'd be sitting on Mars Hill, man, waiting to hear some new thing. Had oratorial abilities and people... I'm like, why does everybody get so mesmerized there? It sounds like a bunch of crock to me. Man, that's the way he talked. So anyway, we had somebody dying service. Ain't that the perfect time for the prophet to show up? I'm in the pulpit preaching. They've been dead for about five, ten minutes. The only thing that made me get their attention is the husband kept doing this. Shaking her. I had Sister Vicky. Where you at, Sister Vicky? You in here? Didn't I have you to go check her out? Was she dead? She what? 
Vicky looked up to me and go, I said, hey, there's the prophet sitting right there. There you go. Front and center. You're a prophet of the most high. Come on, prophet. You know what he did? He did, I guess. Threw his hands up in there. I looked at him and go, ah. So I came out of the pulpit, went back there, rebuked death, laid hands on her. The spirit of y'all came back into her body as she entered back into the world. And, of course, he really got overwhelmed from that because he couldn't even stare to stick around after that. I mean, because you got this little old shepherd that just got finished showing up the prophet. Verifiable true stories. Isn't it crazy? So the same y'all that was with me right there, he's still with me today. You might say, I don't like the way Pastor Dow talk or look good. I don't need her at times. But I ain't the one that called me. You get it? So since I'm not the one that called, remember what he says now. Touching on my anointing. Do my prophets. Man, you think he playing with that? Ooh-wee. Ain't going to go well with you. Got the backing of the king. Isn't that something? So anyway, a lot of things I do without even speaking them because I can discern intents or what people are planning or what they're doing in front of time. So I started putting up roadblocks. It's funny to watch when you put barriers up and watch this spirit go batshit crazy because it can't get around the barrier. It can't go over the top of it. It can't go around it. Then they try to come and have a conversation with you. The barrier's still up, though. And when we get finished conversation, I'm going to throw up another barrier. But the barriers is something you can't see. And you can't discern if you just think it's just something that's going on between you and I. Remember, in the book, a lot of people believe that they were actually lying to man. And the emissary said, you haven't lied to me. You lied to the Holy Spirit. That's some serious business. See, today we just think we can just throw out a lie to somebody, speak to them any old kind of way, say anything we want to say, and there's no repercussions, no constant spiritual consequences, no nothing, because we just loose like that in this generation. It's just a sad thing. So anyway, Paul's saying, I'm cutting off occasion from those that desire occasion so that in that which they boast, they might be found as also as we are for such a false apostles or emissaries, deceptive workers, and here's the word right here, masquerading as emissaries of Messiah. So remember what the word says. There's nothing from without that can destroy us. Only that which is what? So if you're looking for something from without or a threat without, you don't really, you really asleep. The enemy always works from within. And he, he mostly tries to always work at high levels. Not so much amongst brothers and sisters, but amongst those who have influence. Yeah. Because that spirit knows that you'll listen to him. 
When he says you shall know them by their fruit, he did not sit up there and regulate what kind of fruit it was. If they're a man of y'all, they're not a man of y'all. If they're an apostle, they're not apostle. If they're a preacher, not a preacher. If they're a pastor, or not a pastor. If they're an elder, not an elder. Or a deacon, not a deacon. Or a teacher, not a teacher. You understand what I mean? By their fruits, no matter who it is. You need to learn how to discern fruit and not words. Words are meant to deceive you. Especially when somebody's intent is false. You know how many times you've repented of something, but you never really truly had the intent to turn and change? You deceived your own self. Maybe you was looking for some relief, but it really wasn't in your intent to stop and repent and turn from your wicked way. Now, when you're still married to it, you don't want to be transformed. You don't want to change. Because to repent, that means you got to let somebody else take control of your life. Uh-oh. Y'all hearing this? I mean, can I have just a little bit of say-so? Why? When a sheep is in the field, are you not all sheep of his pasture? The sheep is just worrying about going in and coming out. Being led by the shepherd. As soon as you get out from under the protection of the sheep, there's, there's wolves out there. There's predators out there. Sheep is, is, is just like chicken in the wild. Just more to eat in one setting. So y'all is letting us know exactly what he thinks about us. We're not that intelligent. We're not that smart. And we always need a shepherd to be around and feeding, to lead us in to the gate and outside the gate, to take us from one green pasture to the next green pasture. Not for you to meander and just wander along and go wherever you want to go and do what you want to do. See, you, most of you forgot that when you came this way, you become a slave to Jesus. Well, somebody said, well, I don't know about this slavery stuff. You was a slave to the world. If the world was working for you so good, you wouldn't be here. What are you over here for? Looking for relief from the world. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Uh-oh. Some of you went out there as sheep, got a little chunk of your ass taken off, decided I'll go back to the pen. What a shepherd at. Uh-oh. At least you still got some hide. Maybe they're teaching not to take your ass back out there again. There's some predators out there. And they like killing. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as a messenger of light, it is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as the servants of what? Righteousness. So is he writing this to the world or is he writing this to the assembly? 
in all of his wisdom in here, writing two letters to the Corinthians. He, hey, we're fortunate. I tell people all the time, we're fortunate to be able to have his letters. Because them letters are loaded with wisdom. I told you the majority of the time that Paul speaks, he's speaking from his experience from Scripture. It's just that he's in a pagan environment. He's got to speak in such a way to get your attention because you've been culturally reared. In this English thought pattern, your mind thinks a certain way. So he's got to be able to reach you because you, we're not used to concrete terms. Everything we're used to is abstract. And who's in shall be according to their works. So here's the warning. In Matthew 7, 15, Jesus said, beware of the false prophets. I left that B in there. I don't know why I did that, man. Who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are what? Inwardly they are what? So they come to you in what? Why? Because if we're all sitting in the pasture and we're busy eating, every once in a while we look up. Because, you know, and you know how the sheep got the herd mentality. If, if 10 sheep move over that way, you think you're going to miss out. So you look up and you start making your way over there. Every once in a while when they're inside of the fences, so they may be a little here, a little there. But that's pretty much the way sheep is. You don't think there's a wolf when they look just like you? Because they come to you in sheep clothing. But inwardly, they are raven wolves. And by their fruits, you should know them. Our grapes gather of thorn bushes or figs from the thistles. So if you see all these sheep, you, the wolf look like that. You ain't thinking that the wolf is around. That wolf is in the pasture trying to find out the most plumpest one they want to eat. It's got the run of the meal. Which one can I bite into? And a sheep won't fight back. All it'll do is sit there. Ah, ah, ah. So every good tree, what does it do? It yields Good fruit, but every rotten tree yields wicked fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the... So then, by there, you should know that if you are fruitless, then you, you're going to be thrown into the fire. I didn't say that. The book says that. How many times y'all have heard me? I've been saying this a lot in the last six months. Men should always be creating themselves. You should never get stagnant. You should always be learning. I don't give a damn what age you are. It gets pretty boring in life when you've already done conquered everything that you've ever put your hand to. So now you've got to look for new endeavors in order to keep the spark alive. Well, at least men do. You should never ever sit up there and be satisfied with a sedentary life. Huh? Never. What does the book say about laziness? 
Hmm? What does it say about being a sluggard? You see what I mean? If you have that lifestyle, you adopt that lifestyle, you're going to definitely hasten to being poor real soon. And you're going to have nobody to blame but yourself. The son of Adam shall send out his messengers and they shall gather out of his reign all the stumbling blocks. There's another one I missed. And those doing lawlessness. And shall throw them into the furnace of fire and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. There's a lot of throwing into the fire in there. But here's the key though, look. They're going to gather out his reign stumbling blocks. People that are associated with his people. That's where he's going to gather them from. Are y'all hearing this? If they're widows, they're not talking about the ones in the world. I'm talking about this is a whole different class of people. These are people that are with the people, kind of like the wheat and the tares. We can't uproot them and stuff. We know who they are. Sometimes a tare knows who they are. Uh-oh. And those that do lawlessness and shall throw them into the furnace of fire, as he well in the gnashing of teeth. Let's go to Peter. So we're going to be in chapter 2 for a little bit, okay? But there were also came to be false prophets among the people. There came to be false prophets among the people. Even uh, as also among you there shall be false teachers. And if you notice, everybody has a, no, no, no false prophets today. Everybody's teaching. I want to teach you something. I got to teach. Teaching ministries. Everybody teaching. I mean, I'm a preacher, but I actually do more teaching than I do preaching. Because what is preaching? Preaching is proclaiming and heralding the word of the, the message of Yahshua the Hamashiach. That's proclaiming the kingdom. So I spend the majority of my time teaching us to how to function in his kingdom. Is that right? Preaching, go out and preach the word to every creature. What word? That Yahshua is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. You're lost and undone. You need his son. That's preaching. Preaching ain't mama. Anybody ever had a mama that could cook or bake apple pie? You don't know what I'm talking about. Somebody going to go with me, though. Because mama could cook that pie. I don't know about you. I'd come in, and the first thing I would smell is some apple pies in the air. And I, I didn't want dinner. I wanted to go straight to dessert because it was so good. Then to know that I could actually chase it down. <clears throat> See, I'm getting ready to start preaching. <laughs> but that ain't the message. What's stirring you up is your flesh for the lust of apple pie. How's that going to save you? Well, it ain't going to save me. At least I won't be hungry no more. Bunch of foolishness. 
So it's going to be false teachers who shall secretly bring in destructive heresies and deny the master who bought them and bring swift destruction upon themselves. And how many? That means it only takes one false teacher, one false prophet, and they will get many. We've actually experienced this here straightway. How many cutoffs have we had? At least two, two or three? At least two or three? Well, what do you think? No, cutoffs in the ministry where somebody would rise up and they would be speaking and spitting in people's ear, and next thing you know, half the people are gone. It says many. We've experienced that. Many fall, and, 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 they, and every one of them, when they left, we're going to show y'all. We're going to show y'all ain't with you. And I said, well, we're going to find out real quick if y'all's with them or not. Because if y'all's with them, we can't do nothing about it. But if y'all ain't with them, it's going to come to naught. They didn't even make it a year, not even six months before they came to naught. But we're going to show you. Here I am still decade later. People trying to overthrow and never been successful. Satan come at me in many ways, never been successful. If y'all be for you, who can be against you? The warning is, you better be careful as touching these men. Unless you find yourself fighting against Yah. I've watched hundreds of people leave this ministry because they was trying to convince everybody that they're right and I'm wrong. Oh, okay, well, we'll see. Because by there, you shall know them. And they all come to naught. Every single one of them. You think they're going to come back and say I lied? I was deceived. No, man, you got to save face. And many shall follow their destructive ways, and here it is. Because of whom the way, there's a way. Oh, the way of truth shall be evenly spoken of. The way of truth. Now listen, y'all know the reason why we're here and how we got to this community thing, right? We got to this community thing because I read the prophets. I read the law first, then I watched the history of our people, I read the prophets. Yahshua came on the scene, spoke the same thing. And then after his death, the apostles continue on the teachings of Messiah. And then what did the people do after the apostles? And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. The message ain't never changed. Who changed it though? Why isn't it being preached today? Why is it that we see so little of it manifested before our eyes? I mean, I had a bishop tell me, it ain't never going to work. I said, bro, because ain't nobody ever tried. If you don't make an attempt at something, how you going to know if it's going to try? I mean, I ain't know you know it's going to last. You get it? But it says, many shall fall into destructive ways by whom the way of truth, this way of truth is always spoken evil of. They call us cult. We live on compounds. Now what they say? Where do you live? They say they live in a house. What, on a compound? 
you see what I mean? All type of disparage of calling, but this is the way of truth. And in greed, with fabricated words, they shall use you for gain. Is this going to happen without or within? So why are we as sheep always lurking around, walking around, not assuming that there's ever any wolves among us? Hmm? Ain't never any wolves among us. Why ain't there wolves? Is there wolves among us? Yes or no? They use you for gain from of old their judgment does not linger and their destruction does not slumber. For if y'all spare not the angels that sin but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved under judgment and did not spare the world of old but preserved Noah a proclaimer of righteousness and seven others bringing in the flood on the world of the wicked and having reduced to ashes the cities of Sodom and Amorah, condemned them to destruction, having made them an example for those who afterward would live wickedly. That means Israel, Tel Aviv, is done. It's going to be destroyed by fire. That means America is going to be destroyed by fire. Canada is going to be destroyed by fire. Do y'all notice this homosexual movement is all being led by Western nations? They can't help it. They're on a one-way destruction for destruction. They can't help that way. Can't do nothing about it. They're trying their best to convince African nations that you need to let the sodomites in and celebrate gay pride and no, we ain't either. Europeans come from the mountains down into the regions and the valleys of Jerusalem and when you go look on TV, you see the culture of the people, the women cover there. They, now, they know what cover, being cover is. The Palestinians know what being covered is. They cover their head. They cover, they cover their bodies. They get over there, and they, they got their hair all out and every damn thing else. And, but if they want to interview with somebody, you know, they capitulate and put their head covering on. And even at that, they try to preserve part of their European culture by putting it way back here. I got people who want to come and interview me. Can you believe that? I said, I'll consider, but if it's a woman, you may not like my protocol because you come, you, bet, you ain't going to show one shred of your hair. Nobody wants to see your funky hairstyle. You still want to go interview me? Because it's going to be like, it's going to be a long interview. <laughs> I'm going to play your game. Uh-oh. Even when they interview, don't they first talk to you real nice and then they get in there and out come the fangs. When that camera start rolling, get finished, you want to shake hands. But he left us an example that all those that do wickedly afterwards and delivered just a lot vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. You know, it's pretty bad when you live in this world and you're not even vexed. There's something wrong. Anybody ever been through the Atlanta airport lately? Y'all, do y'all get, do y'all get vexed? Really? Even if you try to walk with blinders on, you can't not see what you see. It's disturbing. 
I watched them trying to make sometimes make sure that his cow is not even seeing some of this stuff. They'll <laughs> men walk around with high heels on and beards. And you know me, I can't hide it. I'm walking around. Y'all see that shit? I'll be loud too, don't I? It's vexing. For the day after day that righteous man dwelling among them tortured his righteous being by seeing and hearing their lawless works. It's grieving. Then Yahweh knows how to rescue the reverence ones from trial and to keep the unrighteous until the day of judgment to be punished. And most of all, those walking after the flesh in filthy lust and despising authority, bold. How many of y'all despise authority lately? That's walking after the flesh. You got a judgment too. Headstrong. Speaking evil of esteemed ones. Didn't we read over in the book of Acts that don't you know it's written to not speak evil to the high priest? No matter what your judgment may be, don't leave the high priest alone, man. Then it didn't say nothing about the president. Whereas messengers who are greater in strength and power do not bring a slanderous accusation against them before the master, but these like natural reasoning beasts, having been born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheme that which they do not know, shall be destroyed in their own destruction. So the very destruction that you're porting out and porting and putting out, that destruction is hastening for you. Being about to receive the wages of unrighteousness, demon indulgences in the day of pleasure, spots and blemishes while they sport with you, while they, you know, sporting with you and reveling with you, in their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes filled with an adulteress and unable to cease from sin, enticing unstable beings. Notice, these people are not trying to entice unstable beings out in the world. They're trying to entice unstable beings here. See, the wolf is lurking for the, the weakest one. He don't want no fight. He wants the easy prey. Having a trained heart and greed, children of a curse. Having left the right way, they went astray. Having fallen the way of Balaam, the son of Balor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his transgression, a dumb donkey speaking, with the voice of a man restrained the madness of the prophet. These are fountains without water, clouds driven by a storm, to whom the blackness and darkness is kept forever. For speaking arrogant nonsense, they entice through the lust of the flesh, through indecencies, the ones who have indeed escaped from those living in delusion. Promising them freedom, though themselves being slaves of corruption, for one is a slave to whomever overcomes him, or whatever overcomes him. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world, so you, you, all of us have escaped that wicked world. 
through the knowledge of the master and the Savior, Yahshua Messiah, watch this. You escape from that world just so that you can come here and get right back entangled again. The very thing that had you bound out there in the world, now it's seeking to do the same thing here. You get entangled, and in them we're overcoming. The latter end is worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them to not have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from it, the set-apart command, delivered unto them. You know how many times you entice to just throw in the towel? Forget it all. Where you going? You come from piss and shit, where you going to go? You going to go back to it? For them, the proverb, oh, did I finish reading that? Yeah, deliverance them. For them, the proverb has proved true. A dog returns to his own vomit. A washed pig returns to her rolling in the mud. That's what the analogy is when the Most High sees us put our hand to the plow, then we look back. That's the analogy is after you escape the pollutants of the world, it is just like a dog eating its own vomit. It's just like a pig coming out of the damn pigsty and getting right back in it again. The sole purpose of the dog throwing up is because there's something you don't need. <laughs> So why would you want to go and sit and eat again what that would you don't need? We know a pig is an unclean beast and it proves it too. You can sit and wash it, put perfume on it and everything else, speak in Spanish, boy, and it will go and find the nastiest place in the world to get right back at it again. So that's how some of you are spiritually. That's just a lot of things you can't find yourself escaping. You better come to them real quick because deliverance is here. Peter's final words to Israel is, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace. Be diligent that you may be found of him in, in, in. That's something you should be diligently seeking for. Let the peace of y'all rule in your hearts. Let peace, perfect peace, have its place in you. Without spot and blameless, an account that the long suffering of our master is what? So every single day that we don't get it, we wake up, we go to bed at night, we wake up in the morning, we still have unresolved issues. And yet we're still alive, long-suffering of y'all, giving us another day to get it right. When he clearly says, especially if you have an argument with your spouse, man, you don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You know, committed something, you better get, you better get over there real quick. We just assume when we lay down, we're going to wake up in the morning. We assume that. 
and account the loss of our master as salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, have written unto you, as also in all his letters, speaking in them of those things in which are some things hard to be understood. Which they that are on and on, they're unlearned and unstable. What do we end up doing? Rest. As they do also the other scriptures to their what? Own destruction. You know, trying to make the word fit you. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things, before beware, lest you also being led away with the air of the wicked, you fall from your own steadfastness. That's like I was talking last night. Especially about that one right there. That one, that one, and that one, where's that other one right there? That one right there too. That Cheyenne and that tears are over there. They like playing with this. They, what are they things called? Emmys? Anime? An anime? Playing with that bullshit. If I've ever catch it on the land again, y'all ain't being here no more. I don't know what your mom and daddy gonna do, but you ain't gonna be here on this land. Let me hear even a creakling inkling of it. See, I'm trying to keep us blessed. I'm not trying to bring cursed objects on this land so we can frustrate the Holy Spirit. And he don't want to deal with us because we're too busy having self-peddling wickedness from children that don't even know what the hell they want to eat for breakfast in the morning. Well, I like it. Go like it out there. Y'all know that's the reason why Israel got in trouble, right? Because they wouldn't remove the cursed object from them. They just wouldn't do it. Hmm? That was problem. That was Saul's problem, too. Saul loved the limitations of the people and, and, and the provision of providing for the people rather than obedience to Yah. Well, I don't see it as evil. Nobody told you. You ain't in a place of authority to determine what's evil or not. Well, I don't think it's bad. I said it's bad. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? That's his generation. And some of you fathers and mothers, y'all pretty wicked when y'all tolerate this shit. Y'all wicked, man. Y'all get the same judgment that Cora Dathan and the Beerum got. And most of you out there they associate with these, with these little girls. And you got a bunch of rebellious girls that are out there that are from other assemblies and homesteads come here and they fellowship with them and they got the same bad, wicked spirit on them. <clears throat> and the fathers and mothers are co-signing for their wickedness. You got to ask yourself something. You're a young damsel in this ministry, and yet a man is not interested in you, what's really going on? That means that these Israelite men are not as dumb as they look. I was trying to give y'all a compliment, man. Oh, never mind, man. This stuff got us, you see what I'm saying? How many of y'all probe y'all houses to make sure there ain't no cursed objects coming in? Hmm? 
The only reason why they knew that something was wrong because Mama Dow started getting sick and going off and, and, and Sister Nicole's like, I mean, Sister Hannah, uh, Johanna, Johanna was like, what? What is going on, man? Sure enough, bringing in cursed objects, hitting the elderly and the weak among us. That's bad stuff. See, I'm in a position, I don't give a damn what you think. This ain't your stewardship. Is that, you understand what I mean? I'm the one that's been living for 57 years and been walking with Jesus for a long time. I think I know how to keep the blessings upon us. That make sense? And I know one thing, rebellion don't bring y'all's blessings unless you do something about it. And some of you are going to find out real quick that you actually love your family more than you do Jesus. And that he will not tolerate. Uh-oh. But go in grace and in the knowledge of our master Savior, Jesus the Messiah, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So Habakkuk had a complaint. Wouldn't we like to know what Habakkuk's complaint is? Oh, Yahweh, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out unto you of violence and you will not save? Why do you show me iniquity? You see what Habakkuk says? Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? Why? You know, he's a prophet, man. You follow me? For spoiling and violence are before me. And there are that raise up strife and contention. Where's he saying this at? Amongst Israel. Therefore, the law is slack and judgment do it never go forth. Why? Because the ones that's in authority don't want to bring it. For the wicked doeth compass about the righteous. Where are they? They're right here next to us. Therefore, wrong judgment proceedeth. See, if you don't do something about the wicked, your, your judgment will become perverse. You'll start coming out and be in worship of a man than you would Yah. You continue to keep tolerating wickedness and stuff. It ain't going to be long. How many, how many times you got to get bit by a poison snake before you die? Hmm. Yahweh answered. Behold, you among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days. Which you will not believe Though it be told you. Y'all you know, said, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of all this. Hmm? Another place it says, even if a man declared unto you, you won't even believe it. Well, what do y'all sure say? Because prophetic, not only that day, whenever prophets speak, it's for here and on because it's y'all's word. Then it's forever. The cost of being a real true Israelite is told by our Messiah. 
And there went out great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them. What did he say? If any man come to me, that means male or female, and hate not his father or mother and wife and children and brother and his sisters and yea, and his own life also. Cannot be my disciple. I see you got your, I see your, your wife is back. You let her come back? Brother Josh did? Most people don't even know what's going on. See, that woman thought that she, with a spirit that's in her, thought that she could entice that man away from Yah. So she did like the system does, take the children, her, and leave that head. That's what she did. He stayed here and stood. I asked him, I said, hey, man. I said, Brother Johnson, I said, hey, man, I know it's a, that's a rough hit, man, when your wife and your children is gone, man. He said, I'm good. Right he on, said, I'm man. good. <laughs> he was so good that she was gone, he came to me a couple of times about another wife. Yeah. <laughs> Why not move on? He got his face set toward Jerusalem. She go out there and find out that the world ain't what they think it is. You got a man that loves Yah and you want him to love the devil in you rather than loving Yah. He just passed a test of his soul. Showing you that Satan went right after the weaker vessel. Weaker vessel thought she had a heart of him, but his heart was with Yah. And because he stood, he probably praying for him. She fortunate to be sitting right there. Now it starts to make sense what the book said that the husband is also the savior of the body. So he showed by standing that nobody comes before Jesus. We got plenty of brother in this student did that. You want to kick the traces? You and your sayonara. Deuces. Ain't that this generation? Throw them up. Now she has a chance of being saved. But from what I heard, you just didn't accept her coming back any old kind of way. You gave her terms and conditions. He said, oh, yeah, we ain't, we, ain't, we ain't passed. We ain't doing this foolish no more. That's 
So Satan's plan didn't work. You should now you should be making sure she get baptized and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh oh. Should teach all the rest of you women that shit don't work with a righteous Israelite. Uh oh. You know how many preachers would never even mention this in service? Can't use nothing for edification. Can't use nothing for edification. Too busy worrying about it, feelings and emotions. See, most people talk about how strong they are, but you see his fruit, he showed you how strong he is. I'm sure it's nice. I'm sure you're happy that they're back. You ask a serious question. You lay with anybody? Because if you did, the answer you can't come back. No, how am I supposed to believe you? I couldn't believe you the first time you left me. We talking about a diligent inquisition. Where your heart at? Well, first of all, let's get the first step. You obey me. Uh-oh. Boy, what a world we live in. What a wicked world we live in, huh? She should be inquiring of you sisters, some of you righteous sisters, how can she be more set apart, more holy? Not just fellowshipping. You get sisters going, they'll go through all kind of shit, man, and then smile and act like they, and we see you loaded as hell. We got more to talk about than them making whipped cream. We need some damn deliverance and a change of nature. We need 100% complete turnabout of the whole entire person. So we can make sure that the damn wolf is not among the sheep. Well, see, this is serious business. So Yahshua flat out said, if you don't hate, you don't detest. Your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brother, your sisters, and yeah, not only that, but your own wicked, selfish-ass life that you love so much. That means you even got to forsake and deny your own self. You cannot be my disciple. Boy, I tell you, man, that's a... That's a steep payment right there, isn't it? But what you expect from someone who paid it all? You think he's going to require less of you? He paid it, now it's your turn. Uh-oh. It's our turn. And whosoever do not bear his tree, this burden, this walk, this sorrow, this heaviness, and come after me, 
That means the same road I walk, you walk. The same way out the went, you go. You cannot be my talk more. There's no way you can be my disciple. That's why we have so many problems there with people because of selfishness. You've denied father, you've denied mother, you've denied wife, you've denied children, you've denied sister and brother, but you ain't denied your own damn self. Sitting up here masquerading as if we're disciples. So listen to the analogy that Yahshua uses to get his point to us. For which of you intending to build? Why would he be talking about building? For which of you intending to build? In other words, you, you, you're, you're drawing up plans. You're building. A tower, sit him not down first and count up the cost whether he has sufficient to finish it. Let's happily after he have laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, and all that behold it begin to mock him. You know how many of y'all started off on this walk right here, and you're sitting on the foundation of Yahshua, Jesus the Christ, and you talk boldly, and you testify boldly of the goodness of him and what he's done for you, that you went and told everybody about him? <clears throat> They're watching to see if you got enough material to finish it the building that you started. Yeah, you temple of the Holy Spirit. So they're watching this temple go up real slow. Watching building materials being sparse look like they ain't gonna finish. Boy, they started good but it don't look like they gonna finish. Lest they begin to mock him saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. This man started a work, but he couldn't finish. How in the hell should we believe him? Uh-oh. Or what king going to make war against another king set him not down first and consult him where he is able with 10,000 men to meet him that come up against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sent ambassadors and desired conditions of peace. Going to have to be a little bit of capitulation here, isn't it? I can't make this, man. There's no way I can defeat this. So what kind of terms can we come to to avoid this unnecessary bloodshed? So likewise, so likewise, as it was with the first two analogies, so likewise, Whosoever be of you that forsake are not all that he had. And I'm putting emphasis today on that last thing that he said for you to hate, which is your own self also. We done done all the first part. Struggling with this one though. You don't forsake all that you have. You cannot be my disciple. Y'all notice I'm the only preacher that ever preaches this in the whole world? Go and look on the internet and see if you see anybody has a sermon about forsaking all that you have in order to be Yahshua's disciple. I've looked. I've seen nobody preach it but me. 
the most avoided subject in all the book. You know the reason why? Because you don't hate yourself. We can die deny everything in the world but ourselves. See, those of us that are living on communities, we done paid these prices. We done denied ourselves. And then we come out after we find out we denied ourselves, we still got to deny ourselves. Because if you ain't careful, boy, just like that whack-a-mole game, man, boy, you cut it off, that, that head will pop up in a minute. Forsake not all that he has. Forsake not all that he has. Some of you got a lot. You know the reason why he talks like that? Because he left the kingdom. He that was rich became poor. He that knew no sin became sin. For the joy that was set before him, he endured a tree and despised the shame. Made up mine. Now, is this word the same yesterday, today, and forever? Does he come in the volume of the book? Is he the word of Yah? Yes. We got to ask ourselves today, why ain't this preached? Why is this not taught? So it's only going to be for you to be saved in, isn't it? He cannot be my taught one. See, this is how the early assembly understood the word of the Messiah and the apostles. And they continue steadfast in the apostles' teachings and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul. See, that's that good fear. That's that fear that empowers you with love and a sound mind. You know what I mean? Because it compels you. You better go because if not, you don't know what the alternative is. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the what? Now you see the reason why there's not many wonders and signs done today. Because there's no fear on them. The fear of Yah is there. You're going to see the wonders and signs. Not for you to sit there and just spectate and look and say, see, look at them. The hell with that. And all that believe, behold, you wonder. But I'm going to work a work in your day. I'm declaring it. You know, concerned about all the terrors amongst the wheat, the wolves amongst the sheep. Yahshua is trying to bring this thing close-knit. See, the more closer we get to Yah, the more the enemy falls off. Mm. And all they believe were together and had all things how many believe now? We got people in this ministry ain't thinking about that still. Even though this ministry is preaching totally, ain't nobody thinking about that. You know why? Because you still love yourself. Still love yourself. Oh, Pastor, I wish you'd just go on and preach something else. Then that way we could feel better. You could feel better if you go to another assembly because they ain't going to touch it. They'll make you feel real good. 
and sold their possessions and good and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking the bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising Yah, having favor with all the people, and the Messiah added to the assembly daily such as should be delivered. And the multitude of them in chapter 4 that believed. Notice. And the multitude of them that believed. And the multitude of them that believed were of whatever what? Look. And many believed but they did not say that they all did. But multitudes of them did. And, many, and, and, and the ones that believed were of how many hearts? And that means they had one mind. So you can't be doing this with my, your mind, her mind, his mind. It has to be one mind. One mind has to be communicated, not a division of minds. And that one mind has to be in line with that mind. Uh-oh. Neither said any of them all the things in which he possessed was his own, but they had what? All things is this not the early assembly? We got to ask ourselves, why ain't this priest today? If you're walking all this thing all the way up, Yah is doing everything he can to get Israel together. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the master Jesus and great grace, great favor was upon them all. See, isn't it good to actually be associated with a community or fellowship. You know the reason why? Because all that little wickedness that you normally would have got away with out there, you can't get away with it when we're all around here and all eyes on each other. Because believe it or not, there's a spirit in you that want to hasten to go to hell. We need the Israelites so iron can sharpen the iron. Because if it wasn't for the Israelites, you wouldn't believe what some of you will go out there and think you can do. Oh, hallelujah. Checks and balances. When y'all sends Israelites to this ministry, you learn and you see the power of Jesus manifested. You know, when y'all first came here, y'all didn't know much about Jesus except what you've seen on TV. Usually when people first come here, they're usually terrified because they don't know what's going to happen. They know something's going to happen, but they don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Especially if they see everybody wearing red. Can you imagine? You come here and you got on the blue shirt and everybody else wearing red. You go, oh, hell, what the hell's going to go on now? Oh, man, I done, damn, we are, we are damn Jim Jones now. Damn, and here they come with the Kool-Aid and Passover. You remember your first mass delivery summer? She jumped up and about put a hole in our roof. Pow! What? Oh, shit. <laughs> Just like some of you. Now, you're so used to the kingdom, it don't even phase you. You know what we're doing, whooping the devil's ass.
Then you get here, you start seeing miracles. You start here seeing signs and wonders that only Yahshua can produce. And you're like, man, I must be with y'all's people. No duh. What do you think we're here doing is just doing it for show? <laughs> why? See, so y'all sends Israelites to this ministry for you to learn and see the power of Jesus. So why? Because I, Pastor Dow, has taught everyone that comes here how to have real faith in y'all. I taught all the pastors, all the elders, all the teachers, all the leaders, all the brothers. And so, if you're listening, somebody got to teach it. Why? So you can go teach it. So you can go do. The only one that really counts is the one that gives the increase. It's him. It's all his program. You getting that? It's all his program. So the most high y'all brought you here so you could be sanctified. Because you couldn't be sanctified nowhere else. And notice, we don't have these great big crystal cathedrals. Everybody can marvel at. You come out here, you go, where the hell am I going? Man, we way out here. You're in the wilderness where y'all people are. Where they always been. <laughs> Neither was there any among them that lacked. Now you know last night. I went in last night. Some of you will have a bitching storm if you can't have AC. And I'm like, now wait a minute. We were nine years here with no damn AC and had a fan for night and that's it. And you crying over an AC? You got to be kidding me. You should actually, if you ever moved to a community, you should ask for the most deplorable place you can get just so you can be sanctified. I lived for easily well over a decade in a trailer with no running water. Now, we did have running water, though. Mother Carol run to the creek, run to the house. I run over to the creek, run to the house, run in water. We didn't have a stove, but we had a stove. Ain't the kind of stove you like, though. We love our stove. Because on our stove, we can cook anytime we want. The electricity go out, we can cook. And still eat. I remember Mother Carol got together that contingency crew of sisters when we was out electricity for those two weeks. Man, she had every sister cooking a different portion of the meal on the stove, and we still came together and ate. Cooking on them famous wood cook stoves. You know, those stoves that have a dual purpose. Not only do they cook, but they heat as well. You know, them things that are despised today. If you read the book, does it tell you to look for new paths or old paths? And what are you always searching for? The newest thing. 
The newest thing to make your lethargic ass already more lazy than what you are. See, we seek for inventions to the spoiling of our soul. Uh-oh. It's good for you to get out there and experience some suffering. Yeah, some self-affliction. Yes, it is. Old Brother Bud, he newly married. Boy, every time his wife mess up, Brother Bud, your wife, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh mercy. Yes, shepherd. Yes, shepherd. All right, go away a couple days. Brother Bud, your wife, oh, he's feeling these daggers. I'm going to make sure he feel them too. <laughs> Why? Because he got something to do with his household, his family. I don't go to her and talk about what she does. I go to him. He the head of that house. Do I go to you see lie about anything? Not at all. If anything, hi, bye. Bless you, bless you too. <laughs> as soon as she missed one thing, brother bud, and he experiences that grief. <clears throat> you can see it. Why thou countenance fallen? <sighs> Why do your heart imagine vain things? <laughs> he feels it too, boy. And I'm faithful to make sure he feels it. I'm faithful too, ain't it, Brother Bud? Soon as. See, you even look the wrong way, Brother Bud. And he don't ever question me either. Well, it could be. No, he already know. I'm not going to be coming to him just to be coming to him. There's a reason why I'm coming to him. Some of you, well, that wasn't really what she meant. Like I'm dumb as hell. Like I'm stupid and ain't got no discernment. I know I got it for everybody else, but I missed it when it come to you. It's crazy, isn't it? So I don't go to nobody's wife reproving them and rebuking them. Unless you're on a job for the community, then I'm going to let you have it. Then I'm going to tell you, and hey, go tell your husband. Because <laughs> as soon as I tell you, go tell your husband, he's going to get on you. <laughs> what in the hell was you thinking? Well, I, I, I shut up. You wasn't thinking at all. That's the problem. Neither was among them any that lacked for as many as were possessors of lands and houses. Sold them and bought the prices that were, of the things that were sold. So who told you that we don't have to do these things today? Anybody ever told you we don't have to do these things today? Who told y'all what? Who told you that if you're a believer in Jesus that you don't have to do this? I think they had it right. I think the first assembly, the first century assembly had it right. And I think ever since that assembly right there passed on and gone, we've been wrong ever since. I'll tell you right now, I would never be as sanctified and set apart and holy as I am today without you. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Because the book says they without us could not be made perfect. So whether you like it or not, we need each other. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, y'all need to hear this brass reprove and rebuke because you ain't going to tell yourself that. Not the way I say it. You're not going to put that inflection on your voice and stuff and somebody going to crawl up in your ass and make you mad as hell. No, you're going to sit and massage yourself. Look at him. Mm-hmm. Preacher. And bought the price of the things that were sold and laid them down to the apostles' feet. Well, we don't have any apostles in the ministry, but we got pastors. Remember, we talking about false apostles, right? There was many apostles in there, right? And these, all these apostles were headquarters at Jerusalem. So we're headquartered here in Tennessee. We got pastors. We got leaders. Hey, you, when you bring it here, you're laying it down at the old head's feet. I got a bunch of brothers been with me doing this thing a long time. I got brothers been with me for 25 years. That's a long time. Oh, I know who's faithful. I got sisters been with me 20 years, 25 years. That's a long time. I know who faithful is. Y'all understand it, right? And so, what they was doing was taking the proceeds of the people who had stuff, and, and they laid them at the apostles' feet, and then they determined what they were going to do with them. Y'all notice lately I've been saying, no, nah, no, nah, we can't trust these people. I'm, I'm cutting this, all this shit off. Just bring it to me. Because you know my track record. You know I'm going to do right. I'm not saying you bringing me that you're going to move here either. He didn't say that. He just said, just put it at my feet. See what I'm saying? And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. Now, so today, none of us are apostles, but here at the hub, myself and the ordained leaders, we fit this bill. Where else are you going to put it at? They didn't tell you to go lay it at all the other communities and all the other fellowships and stuff. No, there are some head honchos in this. Uh-oh. Y'all seeing that, right? See, when you sell your home in hopes to be in the ministry, you bring it to Straightway, Tennessee, and I'll make distribution as to where it may go. Look at them. I've had people come in and literally give me the deeds to their home. Say, here's my house. Some of them I kept it for a while just to make them sweat, to make sure they ain't going to get it right, because I could have easily went and got my name put on it and then get to chain it over to the foundation and put the ministry in it. Uh-oh, because that's what I'm going to do. You see what I mean? Then I give it back to them. You got a brother, you got tried, right? Some people just do it because somebody else did it and they think they're going to get the same result. Uh-oh. See how smart I am? Mm-hmm. See, when the proceeds come to me, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm not going to be playing whack-a-mole. You see what I'm talking about? Got to get it out of your hands, get into a righteous man's hands so it can be done righteously. Uh-oh. Oh, hallelujah. And so nobody won't have any lack. Because some of the money that these hands done hit, boy, it's been worse than lack. It's been an abomination. You see what I mean? So what I got to do, I got to, man, hold on, we getting off the beaten. We done gotten so big now, we got we to hold, oh, time out.
We got to retool this thing. It's time to huddle back up again. We're going back to the basics, back to our first works. To make sure we can stop this bloodletting. People squandering hard work in the Israelites. Sweat equity they've done for years. Just so you can go and buy a $5 toaster. I just use that because it's less effective, less offensive, you know what I mean. And Joseph, who by the apostle surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of encouragement, you know King James says consolation, right? A Levite of the country of Cyprus. Now he's a Levite. We know what the law says with Levite, right? They're there to receive tithes of us. Boy, look what we just caught on to. A Levite. A Cyprus. What does Levite do? Let's read what Joseph comprehend what the apostle is saying. Let's see how he understood this. Having land, sold it, and bought the money and laid it at the apostle's feet. The Levites are now given. I told you. Anytime there's a death of the testator, there must also a necessity be change of a covenant. Ah, oh, never mind. That's why I couldn't get them people to answer. That's why when I asked those pointed questions, I couldn't get him to answer it. He wouldn't touch Yahshua's death for nothing. You seen it, didn't you? Wouldn't touch Yahshua for nothing. So this Levite, having land sold it, bought the money at the apostles, bought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. At this time, the apostles were in Jerusalem 2,000 years later. In Jerusalem, 2,000 years later, the man of Yah and the ordained leaders that have been with me from the beginning are here at the so-called hub. That's why I say, you can bring it here. Communicate with me first. You know, ever since I've been talking like this, you won't believe how many thousands of dollars that people have come into and they ask me what to do with it. Which if I didn't, I would have, half time I probably would have never even known about it. See what I'm talking about? That's why we, re, we start all back over again. I had somebody say, well, I got $5,000. Well, 5300 to be exact. I want to give 300 to the assembly. And I want to send 5000 to Pastor Dollar at the hood. So I asked Summer, I said, find out who she lives with. That doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing for you. I found out who does she live with. Oh, I live with such and such so-and-so. Oh, do you do? I said, go give 5000 to him and send me 300 Or oh, you keep the 300 So where she was at, I said, take the 5000 put it over there. People come to the ministry because they heard Pastor Dow, and you find out they got two or three hundred thousand dollars. All of a sudden, they live in your geographical location. You think the work, the money belongs to you? No, it don't. It belongs here at the hub. And you let me be the one and the elders to determine what we want to do with it. It could come back to you, or it could not. Whatever it is, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be done right. I got brothers in this ministry, man, that y'all has blessed to make a lot of money. 
And they ain't worrying about getting their name out there so you can gloat over the glory and stuff. They put the burden on me. Give me a nice big offering. I mean, pastors, you know they give away $50,000. They haven't even gave $50,000 in all the years they've been in the ministry. Has nothing to do with what you did give or you didn't give. Has to do with faithfulness. Wherever your treasure is, is where your heart will be also. Has to do with fidelity. Has to do with honor. Uh-oh. Don't bother me at all to put $50,000 in a righteous man because it can't, listen, where did it come from? It come from straightway. It didn't come from Pastor Dow. It came from straightway. The money came to the hub. I could easily use $50,000 on the hub. We got plenty of things we can use $50,000. I promise you we have plenty of things we can use $50,000 on. See what I'm saying? And most people sit up there and, and, and just put themselves in a position to, to grab a hold of the money, and I don't know shit about it. I'm going to know now. I'm going to make it because you know why? I guarantee you if I got it, we'll be followed along as a ministry. We'll be followed along in communities. Yeah, we would. We'll be followed along in homesteads. Yeah, we will prosper. We're in the PGA tour now, ain't we? Because hmm? I want to look out for the whole. Oh, Hallelujah. Headquarters here straightway, Tennessee. They also had to deal with those who lied to the Holy Spirit back then as well. But there was a certain man by the name of Ananias with Sapphire, his wife. They sold their possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privileged to it. She, you know, she was in on it. I'm getting ready to say something important right here. To all you so-called loyal wives to these wicked-ass husbands. There come a time you better start thinking about your salvation. And bought a certain price and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, while hell, who, 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 who did this? Who filled your heart? You don't think I know some of you people done held back a lot? Why, Satan? Isn't it amazing? So when you come to straightway, you know my story. You know we didn't hold back nothing. But all of a sudden, you good now being Ananias. Why Satan filled your heart to lie to the who? Could you imagine Ananias probably said, like, you ain't the Holy Spirit. He probably, I mean, he was already in the cancerous way anyway. He was already lying. He asked him, why your heart, why Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? To do what? To keep back part of the price of the what? See, when money is at stake, you would not believe how people act. You won't believe how people act when money is at stake. People do strange things with money, man. The book says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> it gets to the part that some covet after it. That's their whole desire. They, they figure out and surmise how to get more. Hmm? Cause them to err from the faith. Cause you to pierce yourself through with songs that you shouldn't even have. You don't believe it. You, be, you actually have more peace when there ain't no money in your hands than it is when money is in your hands. <coughs> mm -hmm. 
And whilst it remained, was it not in your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power or authority? Why have you conceived this thing? What was it at? In your heart. You have not lied unto man, you lied unto Yah. That's the reason why I had to stop a lot of things, man. You know, you can tell when some people have generous hearts, man, and they just give out of the goodness of their heart. But if you're a damn snake and a shyster, you don't give a shit. You're trying to take every bit of their something so nobody else don't get it because you know they'll give it to somebody else if you don't get there. I've had some people do some crazy stuff in this ministry, man. It don't surprise me because it's already written about. You have not lied unto men but unto Yah. And Ananias hearing these words, he, what did he do? He fell down and gave up the what? I think that the thing that was and shall be again, I think it's going to happen again before the king comes. I think somebody is going to fall dead for lying to the Holy Spirit, thinking that you lying to man. That is book, right? If it happened before, it's going to happen again. Things that were and shall be. Boy, that'll bring, that's, see, see, that's what we need. We need the fear of y'all upon us, though. We really need the fear of y'all upon us because we, we don't believe it unless we've seen it read and then it happens right in front of us. Wouldn't that be something I give somebody an opportunity to lie to me and all of a sudden y'all kill them right on the spot? You'll be there trying to perform CPR and I'm going to look at them. Go call the world and scrape them up. See, we read this, but it's a fairy tale to us though. And great fear came on all of them that heard these things. I bet that would make people terrified when you see somebody die right in front of you. Boy, that'll grip all of you, won't it? See, I don't know who changed y'all's program in this century, but it's extremely clear to me that we should be doing the same thing that the early assembly did. Extremely clear to me. I don't know how people miss it. And the young man rose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Here she comes sashaying. Head covering on dress, whole nine yards. See, this is where many of you wives fall off. See, some of you, you will go straight to hell agreeing with your lying-ass husband. I got to protect my husband. Abigail loved her husband too, but he still, she still called him a son of Bilal. Uh-oh. Getting a little better. Maybe we should have a... Coffee dispenser. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? See, some of you make private agreements with your husband and stuff, knowing that they're falling short of the glory of Yah. I told you what Bation said about Yeshua, didn't I? She said, oh, I didn't say nothing because I, been, I was benefiting as well. Then you deserve the same damn death as he does. See, a lot of times we talking you talking, you forget you're talking to a man of y'all. I don't hear like you do. I don't discern the way you do. I don't associate like you do. I hear things with a critical spiritual ear. 
of us need to remember this because Peter was the man of Yah in that hour. And he comes and he asks you something. You're getting a chance to tell the truth or lie to the Holy Spirit. I very rarely walk up to sisters. You can ask them. I very rarely do. And start a conversation. But if I do, it's your best interest to be extremely honest with me. I said, if I do. It's very, you, uh, uh, why? Then Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. Sapphire, did you sell land for so much? Well, yes, you did. She said, yeah, so much, sure did. Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to tempt the spirit of Messiah? Now, he didn't say him. See, because y'all was doing something that they were setting precedent for the assembly to be doing until he comes. But it's all been wiped away from us because other nations has hijacked our book, give us another philosophy, give us another religion, given us another way, and we've swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Well, now you can tell the king is coming because you know what? He's bringing his people and coming out of her, my people. Come out from among them. Be you separate, say of Yah. Touch not the unclean thing. I'll receive you. I'll be an Elohim unto you and you'll be a, my people. We're going to sit here just late in the game and play toy, play games. When we're near today than what they were 2,000 years ago. What tempt you to lie to the spirit inside? Behold, the feet of them which buried your husband at the door, they're going to carry you out. Then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the spirit. And the young men, see, did you say young men? Young men for their strength. I bet they could dig a good hole for burying somebody, especially some snaking rats like them. Think about this. And I mean, Sapphira could have saved herself right then and there. She didn't know that her husband was dead, but she was going to see it all the way through. She could have saved herself right there and told the truth and still could have been alive until her time. But she chose to go right on to hell and die like her husband. Uh-oh. This gives all y'all women a brand new perspective on covering up for your wicked-ass husband when he's missing it now, don't it? Look at him looking. Hey, go ahead and make the wrong choice as you want to. And the young man came and found her dead and carried her forth and buried her by her husband. Now, she is buried next to a lying husband instead of one person dying. Now you got two folks that are dead because they agreed to lie. And great fear, there it is again. They already was fearful when they seen Anna. Now, pounce of fire too. Oh, God. Man, y'all ain't playing. Y'all is not playing. Great fear came upon all the assembly and on as many as heard these things. Now remember, y'all remember the man that picked up sticks on the Sabbath day? Boy, Moses said, what do we do? Y'all said, stone him. What? You think the people got the idea that the Sabbath day is for real? When y'all say rest, he mean rest. When he say you gather a double portion on the sixth day, he mean it. When he said, you prepare that day, you better, you better be preparing. Well, if nobody else believed it, the man that got stoned, he believed it. 
And you know who else believed it? The one who had to pick up the stones and stone them. See, we need something fearful to wake us up before Jesus come. We need something drastic to take place that only the spirit of Yah can do. Uh-oh. See, as Jesus was establishing the assembly at that time, he was making sure that the Israelites understood how serious these matters were for the assemblies going forward. And I'll say it again. I don't know who told you or didn't tell you or didn't tell us we as believers don't have to live like this today because it ain't been me. Uh-oh. You see that group of men right there? I'm looking for a piece of land within 30 minutes of this community. Hopefully I can get it somewhere between 30 and 50 acres because I know with this group of men right here, I can build a community and a damn good community with about six, seven homes, dining hall, fellowship hall, gym, all that. I could just take those men right there and do it within two years and have eight to ten families living there. I can't put too many more. I can't put hardly any of you brothers in there. Because you have an opportunity to learn. You don't want to learn. Uh-oh. I have an electrician in there. I got a welder in there. I got framers in there. I got block masons in there. Elder Doug, if he was there, he was up here, but he was there. If I put him in there, we're really good. We got a plumber too now. We can get it all done. Now, I can just take the brothers from straightway. We can build that community within two years, and none of us would even live there. So that's what I'm planning on doing. Or I may move one of them there or two of them there so they'll know how to manage y'all. Because if not, it'll be the National Lampoon. You got to have some spiritual people living there because if not, it's going to be a free fall. Oh, you brand new cardinal people that just coming from the world? You think you're spiritual because you covered up men and, and women got a head covering on? Man, you don't even know you. You got to bring some experience. Yeah, so we're seeing Elder Doug. Elder Doug said, wait a minute now. Hold on, Pastor. <laughs> now, that's right. My name is Elder Doug. Elder, Elder Doug. I want to try to live my days out. Can I have a little peace? <laughs> We're saying Elder Kabir, he needs that brother. He needs that teaching. He needs a good baptism with saints. Question. Last night, Terry on Blog Talk Radio. Remember I told y'all if I see it in the morning, something like that, I'll, I'll address it. So Terry asked this question last night. He says, Pastor, if you're by a fellowship that's not bearing the fruit of straightway in Tennessee, should you give your money to that area or should you go to another area in straightway? And I'm saying, if you are attending one of our assemblies, be it a homestead or community, you should give an offering there. However, your tithe should come to me here straightway, Tennessee. The community send their tithes and offerings to straightway Tennessee. Also, none of us are ever insulated, and I mean, none of us, none of us ever insinuate or ever make any suggestions as to where you move. 
No leader in his ministry is going to insinuate. No leader in his ministry around any community is going to tell you that you should move around a community. If they do, they're wrong. How many know this song? Where he leads me, I will follow. You need to find out if y'all's leading you. If somebody take you by your hand and tell you every damn thing, you don't know if y'all's leading you or not. That's why we don't tell anybody where you need to move to be around. Let the Spirit lead you. So we don't ever ask you, hey man, you, you got this talent, man, you, you can move around here. No, uh-uh. let y'all lead you, brother. Oh, hallelujah. In case y'all don't know, anytime somebody moves around the community or they start coming to fellowship, you don't come with nothing but just problems. Have y'all forgot how y'all came? How many people came here a mess? Everybody should have had their damn hand up, all you two-faced hypocrites. You came here a mess. If you were born here, you were born a mess. All of us came here a mess, including me, head honcho. Isn't that something, head honcho, boy? Anyway. No pastor or elder in this ministry is going to tell you to move around their community or homestead. We just simply ain't going to do it. You move to where y'all lead you. And you'll find out if you're led of y'all or not. You move to an area, you get reproved and rebuked, and you say y'all's not dealing with you until you leave to go somewhere else. You lying. <laughs> y'all ain't double-minded. It's your prerogative to move as you please because you are the one who is sustaining your family. If, it, if I was out there and I do not see fruit, I would not stay at any place too long. I would move. That's what I would do. I say myself. Ask the Father and let y'all lead you. See, you go to man, warn to the man that trusts in man and, and make the arm of his flesh his salvation. That's why I don't tell you. Passed out, will you just tell me? No! I remember when Elder Mitchell first came around, Brother Mitchell, just tell me what I need to do. He tell people all the time, I get frustrated here because he won't tell me what to do. But I'm telling you what to do, but I'm not telling you what to do. All you got to do is just watch my example. You're seeing what to do. Isn't that simple enough? Philippians 3, 7, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Messiah. Have you? The best thing we've ever gained is salvation. Is, is, is Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Once you gain him, there's nothing in the world that has the same shine anymore. If you read the real, if you really met the real Messiah, all the things that used to so-called yearn and long for. It's like, man, that don't mean shit. It don't mount to a hill of beans. You 
didn't bother me one bit. Some of the happiest years of my life was living in a trailer with no electricity and running water. With the back half out of it. So peaceful and contented. Man, we read our Bible all the time. Plenty of time. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Messiah, Jesus, my master, for whom I've suffered the loss of all. So even Paul suffered the loss of all things. All things that I do count them but dung that I may win Messiah. Do you? Do you count everything in his life but dung so you can win? Are you even trying to win Messiah? Are you even trying to win Messiah? We should be trying to win Messiah every day. What do you mean winning? He ain't going nowhere, but you need to go somewhere. As we grow as a ministry, some are trying to change the way I do things, and I ain't going to let it happen. Because they don't have the foresight, they don't have the wisdom, they don't have the vision. They don't have the direction and the unction and the leading from the Spirit like I do. This ministry didn't get to this place because I was counseling with all of y'all. I got one good counselor. Oh, hallelujah. And you can tell why I'm being counseled, but all you got to do is just look at the fruit of the ministry. If you got any questions... When changes are made concerning the ministry and you did not hear it from me, I did not do it or approve it. If you don't hear it coming out of my mouth, I didn't do it. And if it's something I don't do, I don't give credence to it, I don't co-sign with it, and I don't sanction it. Make sense? If you do not hear me approve of it, then it's not so. Fruit. Got three married men on the front row right here. Do I, do I interfere in your house? Do I tell you how to lead your house? Do I, I make any suggestions and insinuating how to lead your house? What about you? At all? Huh? Do I counsel with your wife? Do I talk to your wife? Do I help send my wife to your wife and tell your wife what she need to be doing? Nope. What about you? Do I? If I do that, then I might as well be the head of all the houses then. But then I'll be in breach of, of the Torah. The man is the head of his own house. My wife is not her head, her, the, her, the head of his wife or the head of his wife. Now, when we have projects to do, we're at a project and there's an order to things. And we come together to get that project done. And there, she, she's supposed to be there to submit to whoever's in authority. Because here, the community comes first. You know why? Because it's Yah's people. The mission of the community comes first. All the brothers understand this. The community comes first. They get it. That's why our community runs like a well-oiled machine. Well, whenever your wife ain't leaving the vehicle door wide open in the drive and knocking down gates and trees and 
fiber optic lines and about hit my brother coming from the gym. Told you I was going to get to it though, didn't I? <laughs> Can't blame it all on tomorrow. I mean, if you had to pick two poisons, which one would you take, the way that truck look or the way the van look? <laughs> y'all don't know this, but when y'all get to the community, there's something happening to y'all. Y'all tear up shit. And believe it or not, there's a person that don't know nothing about anything that ever happened on communities. He lives here. She lives here too. They think I'm kidding. Who broke this? Nobody did. They said, there ain't nobody. Mr. and Mrs. Nobody. They're everywhere. Can somebody tell me who took the chainsaw? Nobody. It was here. Where's it at? Nobody. Talk to the community heads, they'll tell you. They're all over the place. No, and nobody knows how nothing happens. But it, yeah. You'll come out one morning, be a big dent in the side of the door. What happened? Don't know. A raindrop must have hit it. Coming to a close. Would to y'all that you could bear with a little bit, my father, indeed bear with me, for I'm jealous over you with a godly jealous, for I espouse you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Messiah. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be what? Corrupted from the simplicity that is in Messiah. For if he that cometh preaching another Messiah or Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit which we have not received, or another message which we have not accepted, you might well bear with him. For I suppose that we're not behind, uh, we're behind the very chiefest of apostles. Now he's saying all this, and he's saying he's chief over Peter, James, and John. And he even went to them for advice. You hear what he said? He said all that. I'm the chiefest amongst all the pastors, every single one of them. So I can say the same thing. I can say, hey, I suppose I'm not where the lit wit behind the chiefest of all pastors. Y'all get that right? I'm trying to modernize this for a second. Well, as the truth in the Messiah in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting the reasons of our care. Wherefore, because I love you not, y'all knows. How many times y'all think when I say something or do something, I, I don't love you? Sometimes it takes love to tell you what you don't want to hear, but that you know it's true. Oh, never mind. But what I do, we've been there, right? To cut off occasion and desire from them which desire occasion. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Messiah. No marvel, Satan himself is transformed to an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers, so Satan has ministers. Well, but where are the ministers at? Amongst the assembly. Also be transformed to ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Now, everybody doesn't have the interests of Messiah in mind like they say they do. Back over here, fruit again. A good tree, remember we've been over that, cannot do what? Bring forth evil fruit. 
Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the what? Fire. We just don't get to hewn it down and cast it down. He does. Some of us, we'd be so zealous, man. It, we, we wouldn't even have 15 people in here. And then we'd beat our chest. The zeal of y'all's eating me up. And then you'll start looking at each other. You got any missing YouTube? <laughs> Wouldn't be nothing left. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall what? Know them. Only the doers, only the doers, only the doers, not the people who say and the people who talk about. Blessed are not the hearers, but the only the doers will enter into the kingdom of Yah. Only the doers. So this is the way Yah sees us. Sheep. Somebody is trying to put us out for the slaughter. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you therefore wise as serpents and what? So you need to be wise like a serpent, but be harmless as a dove. Because that booger's here. He's somewhere lurking. Hmm? Beware of men. For wait, they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. Thirty-three years ago, I gave up my life to Jesus, and what you see today from straightway is what I've lived and believed still till this day, and I will die living and believing in the only true Messiah, Jesus. I'm so sure of the vision that he has given me that I literally work my fingers, fingers to the bone to prove it. Most people talk about what they believe, but I live what I believe. You understand that? And I got brethren that has taken on the same spirit of Messiah. They show you their love by what they do and not what they say. So I'll never stop laboring in his vineyard till he either comes or he takes me home. That's it. And that is it for me. And I challenge anyone in the world. See, now here's my challenge. My turn. I challenge anyone in the world to show me a better and more obedient way than this. Shabbat Shalom, Israel. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, 3 o'clock, okay? 3 o'clock. Y'all's good, isn't he? No, it's uncomfortable. We got to hear these messages because they're in the book. We got to hear them. So we can make sure that when we see these boogers come around, we believe what we discern and see. Hallelujah. Stop giving place to the devil. Glory to the king. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be acceptable in our sight. Oh, Yah, my strength and my redeemer, dismissing the blessed, beautiful name of Jesus the Messiah. Shabbat Shalom, Israel, the king is coming.
Thank <laughs> you.